Welcome to issue 50 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Mustafa, and joining me tonight are Mike. Hey, Mustafa. Hello. And Steve. Hello. Hello, my friend. And Daniel. Hello, my dear, dear friend. How are you? I'm not bad. How are you? I'm excellent, but I also have another question for you. Uh, Mustafa, what's on your mind tonight? Well, Daniel, since it's the big 5-0, uh, it's going to be a little deep. Um, Oof. But I expect nothing gonna less. Be- it's going to be from my favorite French philosopher, and I'm going to ask you to name that person using uh, the intonations of uh, our, your, yours and mine, favorite uh, podcast personality. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Can you do that for me? You know yeah. who I'm talking about. Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. So this French philosopher lived in the 20th century, died in a car accident pretty young, has a Nobel Prize for Literature, and his name is Daniel. Uh, Albert Camus, but he's actually Algerian. But go ahead. Okay, but you didn't say it <laughs> quite right. Can you say it a oh, little yeah. bit more with, with more feeling? Thank you. Thank yeah, you. All right. So tonight <laughs> is the. It's from the Gospel of Albert, and uh, it's from the end of the plague, where mm. Doctor Rieu is uh, watching the city celebrate the end of the plague. This is what it says. Doctor Rieu resolved to compile this chronicle so that he should not be one of those who hold their peace, but should bear witness in favor of those plague-stricken people, so that some memorial of the injustice and outrage done them might endure. And to state quite simply what we learn in the time of pestilence, that there are more things to admire in men than to despise. Nonetheless, he knew that the tale he had to tell could not be one of a final victory. It could be only the record of what had had to be done, and what assuredly would have to be done again in the never-ending fight against terror and its relentless onslaughts, despite their personal afflictions by all who, while unable to be saints, refusing to bow down to pestilences and striving their utmost to be healers. And indeed, as he listened to the cries of joy rising from the town, Rio remembered that such joy is always imperiled. He knew what those jubilant crowds did not know, but could have learned from books that the plague bacillus never dies or disappears for good, that it can lie dormant for years and years in furniture and linen chests, that it bides its time in bedrooms, cellars, trunks, and bookshelves, and that perhaps the day would come when, for the bane and the enlightening of men, it would rouse up its rats again and send them forth to die in a happy city. That is why I love Albert Camus. Yes. That's serious good wordage. Indeed. And you know what else? What else he said? What? What did he say? So he was invited to give a talk at Columbia in the 60s. And he gave a talk called The Human Crisis. You all should listen to Virgo Morganson, apparently. I haven't seen this video, yes. but he recently it, read I, this. He did, yeah. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, our listeners should also maybe go and look up that YouTube <laughs> video. Um, but this is an excerpt he said about the human crisis. This crisis is also based on the impossibility of persuasion. 
people can only really live if they believe they have something in common, something that brings them together. If they address someone humanely, they expect a human response. However, we have discovered that certain men cannot be persuaded. A victim of the concentration camps cannot hope to explain to the SS men who are beating him that they ought not to. The SS officer no longer represents man or mankind, but rather an instinct elevated to the status of an idea or theory. Passion, even deadly passion, would have been preferable. For passion runs its course, and another passion, another cry from the flesh or the heart might replace it. But a man mm. capable of tender concern for ears that he has only recently torn is not passionate. He is a mathematical calculation that cannot be restrained or reasoned with. And there's more, but I'm going to stop because Dude, I've gone you on You sound like someone long. who lives uh, in the nation's capital. I wasn't trying to be that obvious <laughs> about it, but uh, <laughs> since you mentioned it. It is January 19th, 2021, for those who are wondering. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Roughly, roughly speaking, 61 years after this particular text was written. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Those are, those are deep, and he's wonderful. And, uh, yeah. Re- listen to Viggo Markinson reading this uh, speech. It's pretty good. Yeah. We can move on. Yeah. Steve, uh, Mustafa said something about episode 50, issue 50. Yeah. Um, that's today. That's tonight. Oh, my that's God. It. This is our one-year anniversary. What are we supposed to give each other on 50? Diamonds or something? Oh, my. I, I haven't diamonds. stolen any diamonds yet. I got punched in the head by a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried. Yeah. Oh, this is a big night. Big night. We're going to uh, look back a little bit at the show. We're going to look back at the game. We put out a survey that we asked people to give their responses to, and we took it as well. So we're going to go through some of those questions, state of the game. We're going to talk about what to expect for year two from Critical Encounters. And uh, we're going to pull some random winners, too. This should be fun. Um, It's going to be great. So I've got some vital statistics for the crew here that I'm going to uh, run through. All right. So you th- you're saying you have a pop quiz for us? Price is right rules, right? Price is right. Price is right rules. Yeah. Closest okay. without going not over. Not going over. Okay. And th- as of this afternoon of the recording, okay. how many unique downloads of our little show do you think we've had over 50 episodes, including – Including our spoiler episodes and our episode zero and, and that sort okay. of thing. Can I, can I ask a question? Oh. How, how, many, how many unique accounts do you have? <laughs> I have one. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. What do you guys think? Um, Daniel? Oh, I get to start? I'm going yeah. um, to say 10,000. What? Okay. What about you, Mike? What do you think? Uh, 10,001. Ooh, okay. Villainous uh, option there. I like that. Moose, That's what just do you think? mean. Well, three can play that game. Nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine. <laughs> That's you playing the game in the worst way possible. <laughs> yeah, reverse. Uh, okay, so you're all way off. <laughs> As of this afternoon, we had twenty thousand nine hundred and eight downloads of this show. That's just wow, twenty thousand. Could you believe that? I, I didn't know that Russian bot farms were that interested in uh, yeah. our podcast. We're big and well, chilly. Um, yeah. Um, that's incredible. That's awesome. I guess Mike yeah. wins that round. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost by two. Yeah. <laughs> I lost by two. It's true. 
pretty close. Uh, so as of our last issue, issue 49. Okay. How many hours have we aired? Have we aired? Not necessarily recorded, because there have been things that we cut out, like half of Moose quotes that go on for 25 minutes. But uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> see, it's a good thing I don't listen to these things. I don't know. I, I, it's probably, it's very probable that there are no quotes from me in any of the episodes. Well, no, they're, they're all there. They're all there's there. One. They're all there. So how much, how, like if you add up all, fi- if you add up all 49 issues, how long is it? Yeah. How long? Okay. Either in minutes or hours. You, you I'm going to say 25 hours. Okay. Uh, no, Mike? that's ridiculous. That's terrible. I'm going to, hold on. I'm going to say 32 hours. Okay, well, Mike? I was going to give a different answer, but then Daniel decided to go first again. So, uh... oh, 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> he went first. So, to my own disadvantage. So, uh, I'm going to go forty hours. Well, look, I, I, I don't remember a lot of things, but I do remember us saying that we'd keep this to thirty minutes and under at the wave at the very beginning. So, I'm assuming yep. we kept to that. That's twenty. <laughs> That's half an hour times 49 episodes. I'm going to go with, you know, use science and math and go with 29 and a half hours. Mm. Uh, wait, wait, no, 24 and a half. I can't do math. 24 and a half hours. 24. Okay. Uh, we have had all... some longer episodes, Moose. You've all gone over. You've all I, I gone over. I have all gone over. Yeah, it's only 20.8 hours. That's it. That's it. So, really? Yeah, Moose is right. We uh, We have a lot of short episodes. Uh, unless I did the math wrong, and I could have, but I, I only think you recorded done the math wrong. Oh, you know what? Twelve fifty. He's, so. he's including the spoiler episodes that are like five minutes each. Yeah, that's true. Okay, but but they don't. Do they get their own issue number? I can't remember. Yeah, are I mean, like, just total total recorded time. So okay, air air I, time. So I would ask that your your number people in the back room redo this. But redo the hours. Gonna, I won't uh, argue it now. Won't argue now. Daniel thinks that there are some missing minutes here, Mike. There are missing, serious, there are missing minutes in these tapes. Serious accusation here. <laughs> Moose is right, though. We've got, with 49 episodes and every episode running a half an hour, there's no way we have 40 hours, right? I mean. We're actually hitting half an hour? Okay. Uh, a lot of times, because I'm able to cut some of that right. stuff. You guys just know. Oh, uh, like all this uh, conversation okay, is okay. going to be cut. This whole thing. I just go. I record yeah. two hours every Tuesday. Well, I was thinking <laughs> our, our, our delightful interrogation room episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. run to 50 minutes, close to an hour sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, it's still a, a pretty solid day's worth of listening yeah. just to us if you want. So, uh, the the sad thing is, is uh, <laughs> our hosting site doesn't compile that. So, I had to like click through every episode. So, oof. I had our. Opinion accounting department do some quick recalculations and discovered that the time was off due to a rounding error. Really, we had 1,798 minutes or 29.9 hours. So, a good 30 hours of critical encounters airtime. But who's counting? Now we're going to go with our top five downloaded issues. Oh. What maybe maybe which ones do you guys think as our top one or two downloaded okay. issues most popular? Uh, that's can, how I'm ro- rating it based on the number of downloads. Can okay. I go first? Yeah, it has to be issue one, right? Because that's when people start listening, and then usually that's when most people stop. 
Uh, okay. I don't know right. what the second one is. I'm going to guess issue two, but that's just <laughs> the best. I'm going to go with Molly Glover. I was going to say, if people were really smart about listening to us, the top three should be Molly Glover, uh, Deborah Garcia, and the wonderful conversation we have with the graphic designers. And, but, but not Michael Boggs or Caleb Grace. Oh, nah. no. <laughs> those guys are they're on other pot like people they're on, oh, okay. but no like no one has heard those those three guests well i guess those five guests are they're exceptional in, in yeah. every meaning of the word they you're are. expecting too much from people daniel that's your problem yeah that's always my problem well <laughs> moose i think was right here except tech he, he technically he was wrong but he had the right spirit Issue zero, our origin stories, has the most. Are you serious? Yep, 646. Because that's, like you said, they find us at that one and then they give up on us. That's by right. Episode one. What's the number, what's number one then? Or the second issue? Uh, it is the, our third most popular at 556 downloads. Oh, so only a hundred and people, a hundred or so people are smart enough to stop after the first thing they, they yeah. download. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I, I am losing, I am losing faith in our audience. Give you the top ones. Okay. Issue zero, origin stories, 646. And then issue 25, our interrogation room with Michael Boggs was next. Oh, uh, good. That was a yep. good show. Yep. Then issue one, our standard issue, which I think you know people have still found us and they're they're still listening. And then issue eleven, interrogation room with Caleb Grace. Uh, and then issue three with Rhino, and then it trails off from there. But you're right, uh, the Molly Glover, Deborah Garcia, and graphic team issues are very high. They just haven't been around as long as uh, the okay. two developer ones. Yeah, they are. They are. They're making progress. Exceptional. They are exceptional. So are. I encourage everyone to go and listen to those. They oh. What fascinating! They can't, they can't be that good. I wasn't on any of those. <laughs> somehow, somehow, yeah, it's they're really the, good. Yeah, they, maybe that's why they're slightly lower than the Boggs yeah. and Caleb ones. So Moose wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, how about our? What do you think our least listened to one is? The not forty-nine. Counting, not counting the one that came out today. I was looking out last week. Then <laughs> um, I'm gonna say mm, forty-eight. That's my jet. My my guess. Four. My guess is whatever issue we did, like bomb scare or something. And no. So it is. Uh, it is really just absorbing man two, absorbing man one, and then like crossbones and our wasp spoiler, which are fairly recent episodes. So yeah, I think give them enough time though. They'll they'll make it up to the ranks. So see what you need to do is take the number of downloads divided by the number of days it's been out, and then find a normalized rating for each episode. Go for it. Go go for your <laughs> ask your number of people to do that. Yeah. My my number of people do not want to do that. So uh but my number <laughs> of people did put together just some general stats. We've had our five interrogation rooms, which have all come off. I think people really enjoy those. I, I know yep. I those are my favorites. They're my favorite. Yep. Yep. We've had three spoiler issues, which have been a lot of fun, spoiler cards. And we have had eleven special guest hosts on this show. As of this recording. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just going to rattle them off in quick order and say a thank you to these guys. Uh, Sam the Man from Dexcelsior. Tommy of yep. Titan from the Side Scheme. John, formerly of Dexcelsior. Uh, Ted from Card Talk. Uh, Bardley from Cor Cardboard of the Rings. We had Carlos from Dexcelsior. We had Kennedy Hawk from Marvel Champions Monthly. 
and probably the uh, one with the best name, Banana Crapshoot from the side scheme. So, oh, um, and I, I, sorry, I'm not you done. Had one more. We had two more. We had Remedy from Alter Eagles podcast, and we've had Americano from Marvel Champions Monthly. Yeah, we did have one more. I feel like you're missing somebody, but I, I mm. can't place it. I, I think his name it. is Chop Liver. Chop Liver. <laughs> he was on issue eight with us. I oh do remember God. Chop Liver now. Yeah. yeah. I don't. His name is uh, <laughs> Michael, uh, and he's on the show now. So Mike joined us for our first guest. He was our first special guest host on issue eight, where we did our supervillain roundtable number one. Was uh, that? With Titania, or was that before that? It was before Titania. That was yeah, before yeah. Titania. Oh, yeah. You were back on for like five or six additional guest appearances, including Titania. And then somewhere around issue 34, you joined us full time. So yeah. I was always in the background. It's just. Yeah, you know. you're there somewhere. Yeah. So that's our vital stats after one full year. Wow. You are. We're, we're missing one vital statistic, my uh, Steve, if you don't mind. And that is. Our gratitude to you, sir, because this would not, this podcast would not have been possible or gotten off the ground or been as wonderful as it is without you and the work that you have done Indeed. for it. So yeah. I am so grateful to you. Um, yeah, this this really is your podcast. We just talk on it. Yeah, that is that is true. That yeah. is marvelous of you guys to say. Thank you very much. But yeah. I know... That maybe I'm doing this stuff in the background, but the guys tune. Everybody tunes in to hear you guys talk, not me. So. Disagree, but that's kind of you to say. But yeah, you've done. You've worked so hard, and you put so many hours into prepping each episode, and it's just fascinating and wonderful. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's the guy that cuts out all the bad stuff. We yeah. say he does the cover, the issue art. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's put it in game terms, right? We have a scheme rating of zero with an asterisk that says every once in a while they might do one scheme. And <laughs> you have a scheme rating of four with an additional boost card. <laughs> Which FFG will never design because of their blatant anti-villain bias. They will never get a villain with a scheme of but four now, with two boosts. So nice. we have to make a custom a custom villain, Vardane. Yes, nice, yes, nice. we have to yeah. make him. Maybe he can do his own art. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. It's a team yeah. effort. You're gonna have to do your own art because none of us. I'm can gonna do have art. to make that card for you guys to <laughs> yes. say you made that card, right? That's okay, right. I'll, put it, I'll put it in my notes. <laughs> make a card of myself for them to say they made. Okay. Check. 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 Done. Yeah, but thank you, man. Seriously. Oh Absolutely. yeah, I, I have a great time. I hope that our listeners have a good time uh, with all with all of us on. So, speaking of listeners, Mike, what are we gonna do next? Oh, we're doing time travel hijinks. Does that mean? Uh, we're just going to have a, a look back at the game, see how it's progressed over the years. We sent out a survey, or rather, uh, Steve sent out a survey. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we agreed. We'd, say, we'd keep saying we. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I should know I what mean, we means. We right just now. had about 30 seconds of honesty. Let's go back to the way things work. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also answered them, we being us and the... And a lot of our community members. I think we got yeah. 30, 38 responses or something like that. 38 responses, yep. Wow. That's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to go through these one by one. We'll do a round table and we'll talk about what you guys said. So, Steve, do you want to start us off? Sure. So our very first question is, which modular set do you think is the hardest? Now, on our survey, we purposely left out Cree Fanatic uh, with Ronin. We just didn't want to see that. 
It wasn't left out on accident. I swear to God, that wasn't the reason. Uh, it was on purpose. Yes, it was. Uh, so you've you've said that so many times. I'm forced to believe you. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just going to mention one of them that I feel is is one of the hardest. I like the Legions of Hydra. Right. Classic Madam Hydra. The mm. side scheme that comes out with her. It just keeps bringing her back. It's got all those minions. Uh, it, it, Legions of Hydra is my first answer for which I think is one of the hardest modular sets. Daniel, what about you? I was torn between Power Drain and Masters of Evil. And I, and I like, I love Masters of Evil for the, the reason you like Hydra. It's just like putting out some high class minions. And so that's a lot of fun. You know, like, and I guess when we say, like, what do we think are the hardest? I, I can actually read that as the most interesting, in a way, uh, if that if that was okay. Um, <laughs> and so, and Power Drain, I just like a lot, because I like the main minion of that one. But they didn't ask you which one you like the most, though. Yeah, we But I think hardest. Power Drain is the hardest because of all the stunning. Okay. So how, how about you, Mike? How about you? Well, I didn't get the memo and picked Cree Fanatic. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> uh, I have my, my second one here, which is the Anachronauts. Oh. Yep. Because they're a bunch of kick-butt villains with some abilities that might actually hurt you, like Quick Strike and Villainous. And they're a lot of fun, and there's even a card that pulls them out. Yep, Anachronauts is on my list of the top three. Nice. Yeah, they all have some special boost effect, right? They, they play nice. How about you, Moose? Um, so I took this to mean what age infants is it harder <laughs> to take candy away from three-year-olds or five-year-olds so i took that in that spirit because these are really none of these deserve the the, the adjective hard um <laughs> i also don't own anachronauts or cree whatever so i just went with the sets that i had so uh, a mess of things i thought could be considered a bit harder because it has it I, I don't know why you didn't pick that mike because you like stunning and this this stuns you know and there's you know the uh there's a quick strike the the minion is actually decent um scorpion a three scheme three attack seven life that's not bad considering all the other wimpy minions so i thought that was my uh that was that would be in the list um, Legions of Hydra, I put that in there, and then Running Interference was my third one. Yep, that was my third as well, Running Interference. That one's so much fun when you get media coverage or all tied up and just sort of like takes you, can take you out of it uh, uh, or force the villain's treacheries to trigger a second time or a third time if you manage to get the two of those attachments out. Yeah, that can that can be brutal sometimes. And it just forces people to spend resources. So I thought that was pretty good, too. Yeah, and Tombstone, nine hit points, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That is a good one. I so what do the that. community say? What do the community say? The community answered our question, which modular set do you think is the hardest? 65% of them said the Anachronauts were the hardest. So Mike wins. Yeah. 60% said <laughs> Legions of Hydra. Oh, and then twenty uh fifty two percent said the doomsday chair, so that's still that's still up there. Um, yeah, we had a few people 
we have who picked the same sets, same groups of responses. So we had seven people who said Anachronauts, Legions of Hydra, and Doomsday Chair, like the same seven mm. people picked those three, uh, including a J Tweedle and Meek, who has sent in some questions to us. Thank you, Meek. Yep. Um, we've had a couple other people who grouped up with Anachronauts, Legions of Hydra, and Master of Time, including um, Banana Crapshoot, Josh Wilson, and Kennedy Hawk. They had the, Those guys yep. had chosen those three. Master of Time was a runner-up. Daniel, take the next one. Well, it seems obvious what the next one is. What modular sets do you think are the easiest to beat? Um, Steve, what would you say for that? What do, you, what do you think is the easiest? The easiest. I picked Bomb Scare. I mean, we all put that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Okay. Does experimental weapons count? Uh, I don't think so. Does it? It was in the survey. It was, yes. Okay. 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 Do you have an answer that you think would be surprising? Um, I said I thought Hydra Patrol okay. me too, was pretty easy. The minions aren't too exciting. You know, it's, there's not a lot going on there. I have surprising answers for you. Please tell. Standard. <laughs> I think it's ridiculously easy. It's shamefully <laughs> easy. And it's in every freaking villain deck. So that's in there. Okay. Um, like and it. Doomsday Chair is my third easiest because if you play with it, you just ignore the bad guy yep. and they'll do anything to him and that whole deck becomes useless. Thank much. you, Moose. Thank you. He is my number two Doomsday I mean, Chair. Yeah. I, I I haven't played it very often, but every time I do, it's like Modok shows up. I'm like, so what? So just, uh, yeah, consider him as a plus two, plus two for the villain and don't touch him. So what I find in that set is the biomechanical upgrades. When you're playing with another set, maybe you have Anachronauts and Doomsday Chair together. You're playing in one of those modular those scenarios that requires two modular sets. Now you have guys like Death Hunt or whoever whoever you're playing with that doubles their hit points or they stick around twice as long. Or if you can get one of those on a Loki, that that can probably be more damaging than Modok himself. Yeah, maybe. But chances of that happening are pretty nil with Loki anyway. <laughs> I had a, I had it happen in a game just this past Sunday, which is why I bring oh, it up. Okay. okay. Yep. 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 Right. yep. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Your villain got very lucky. Yes, it did. It did. Yeah. I mean, you have to draw shadows of the past, and Thor has to be playing, and then Loki mm-hmm. has to get mm-hmm. the upgrade. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess it, it could happen. Sometimes the planets align in such a way that the villain wins. True. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Do you want to know what the community said? Oh God! Yes, sorry, sorry. Yes. Oh, okay, ninety-two percent of them picked bomb scare as the oh easiest. Oh my goodness! Uh, not a surprise. But in second place, which I also I also had on my list was goblin gimmicks. Really? Goblin gimmicks with thirty-four percent. Yeah, I think because there's no minions in it. Oh. Okay. Well, I thought maybe it was because it's so clearly associated with risky business that. But I I like it. I think it's. I think it does some cool things. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But Mike, your experimental weapons was next uh, 26% tied with under attack. So. Oh, yeah. That was, my, that was my other one. Was anyone so bold as to say standard like Moose? <laughs> was not a choice. I did let's, not give him that choice. Let's, say, let's take the, you know, let's face the truth. Standard is very easy. Um, <laughs> in fact, it's one of the easiest out there. So Somebody yeah. did. One person picked Doomsday Chair, one person picked Running Interference, one person picked Masters of Evil, Anachronauts, 
So a bunch of these sets were on there. So all right. But the most grouped choice, like the biggest answer together, was bomb scare, experimental weapons, goblin gimmicks. That was the most common set of three. Huh. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. Next question. Which nemesis is the best foil for their hero? I went out there and chose Killmonger. Good choice. Because Black Panther's toys don't work on him. And looking back, I don't think there's many heroes where they're just shut off against their villain. Yes, he can still attack, but that's not really his shtick. He's got to do something else. Yeah, he has to ask someone else to come finish him off, basically. Yeah. Would you, who'd you pick, Mustafa? I picked Whiplash primarily because his abilities are nicely calibrated against Iron Man. He has the he suffers from the usual minion deficiencies of laughably low hit points and uh but at least he has retaliate and then you know he uh he his his uh, his cards key off of the number of upgrades that you control so and you know maybe you could discard some of them although they'll probably not they'll just take damage um if they can and then in the other one he do, he does damage with uh you know with your own deck to you based on the number of lightning icons you pull and Iron Man loves to fill his deck with lightning icons. So I thought that was that was nice. Good choice. Yeah, Good I choice. had Whiplash on my list for his Nemesis set. I chose for mine, I picked Whiplash, but I also had Taskmaster himself because he gets that plus one scheme, plus one attack for each upgrade that Widow controls. And Widow's going to have a ton of upgrades out, hopefully, yep. uh, right? If, you're, if the heroes are doing it right. So he could just be a bomb could have a ton and then all his not all but some of his cards play off of that as well uh, so you could have a ton of threat go on or something like that so take if a only he had enough hit points to stay alive i think you can say that about pretty much all of them yeah yeah sure. yeah yeah well speaking of staying alive i chose loki as mm-hmm. the best mm-hmm. nemesis because i think thematically he he represents the fact that Thor is somewhat susceptible to the more intellectual villain. Um, and so, and, and Loki, like he's just a gadfly. He's just so annoying. I hate him every time he comes out. Yeah. And I guess you have to pair him up with some biomechanical upgrades. As, yeah. As my <laughs> that is really hard to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the fact that you can never get rid of this guy. And I just think he's perfect for Thor because you know, hit things with a hammer guy would get frustrated by someone like that. So that was mine. Well, the community agrees with Daniel. 21.1% chose Loki. Well, look at that. Mm-hmm. That's a smart community. Yeah, the next <laughs> two the next two were tied at 18%. It was Yellow Jacket and Taskmaster. Oh. Oh, All right. Right. Yellow Jacket is thematically interesting, but not very hard to deal with. Yeah, his nemesis set is more exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Which... See issue 49. Right. All right. What's our next question? Um, Mustafa, take it. All right. Um, which scenario is the most fun? Mm. And uh, let's go in reverse order here. Mike. Oh, my. Uh, wasn't. Didn't have to think about it. It's once in Future King. Uh. It's, I like the Red Skull villains, but this one, it's a little bit different every time. You always see your evil Binion come out. Your nemesis minion, and I, it's just always a fun time. It's got the a good amount of challenge that I like, and it challenges you in different ways, things you don't normally mm-hmm. see from a villain. All right, 
Uh, Daniel. I chose mutagen formula hmm. because get this, folks. I still haven't beaten it. Really? <gasps> Wait, at all? Like on standard? <laughs> no. Really? No. Huh. I, haven't, I haven't played it a ton of times, but I have Yeah. I mean, all right. Moosty, we didn't okay. beat it that week, did we? That we were in Chick- Um, Why do you have True. to disclose our secret location to our listener? I mean, I don't mind about these guys, but... Your mom already knows where you live. I don't think we beat, like... I thought we did, but I don't remember. I don't, I, Maybe we didn't. But I, regardless, yeah. I like it because it's hard. so hard. It's hard. And but, it has great minions. I just think it's fun. I think it's a lot of fun. All right. That's mine. Uh, Mike? I mean, Steve, sorry. Yeah, I agree with both you. Mutagen Formula and Kang, but I have Kang just edging out Mutagen Formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I love playing that four-player. Play that four-player, get split up. Everybody's got to come to the rescue of the guy who's getting his butt kicked, right? So you get a little bragging rights. Oh, I saved Captain America or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. How the plot advances as you beat up Kang, it takes a little bit different bent to the whole thing. Yeah. Kang for me. So. Right on. I picked uh, Risky Business because I didn't equate fun with hard. I just think that it's fun to have a villain that flips, kind of like the heroes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's what I picked and why. Yeah, I also had, and I know this is going to get panned by the community, but I, I like Wrecking Crew. Uh, yeah, it's not too hard, but it can be. Yeah. Yes, they can. I love Wrecking Crew. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. It's fun. Yep. I don't think the community will pan you. Uh, I I think they already have. So I, they you you know you've earned their love. All right. All right. <laughs> well, the the community said had chosen Kang, mm-hmm. and with Mutagen a close second. Oh, it's okay. Good. The community is too narrow-minded. Well, I will have more to say about risky business later. So okay. That, yeah, Steve, I think you're up to ask this one. Okay, which snare is the least fun? Oh, which one do this we one, not? This one took me three role. nanoseconds to answer. Me too. Yeah. Same here. Can all right. we all say it at the you same ready? time? Yeah. One, two, three. Ultron. Ultron. <laughs> yep. The ninian elf of Marvel champions. Oh God! What a yeah. So I chose Ultron. Not I enjoy Ultron. I do. It is frustrating when you lose your cards as drones. Um, it's hard. It's still hard, even with, say, Doctor Strange, because um, he's your key cards are getting turned into drones. But I still enjoy playing against Ultron. I like that challenge. I still think he's a, t- a tough villain, and building for that is a little bit different than necessarily building for any other scenario. But, yeah, I have that on my top. I, I we had to pick something, so I picked that one. Yeah, I don't like feel it. it's a slog. It is. It just gets too long. Even if you can beat it, it's just so much work. That just takes the fun out. I'd rather just let Rhino scheme out 12 times in the time it would take to play Ultron once. I, it's, oh. I'm not a lazy like hero that. like Moose is apparently, where it's too hard. Uh, I don't <laughs> mind if it's too hard. Uh, you know, anything good takes time to do. I, uh, I'm not saying it's too hard. I'm just saying it's just, um, you know, just it feels like doing busy work. Yeah, it, I agree with that. It's. I appreciate hard if it's also fun. Um, 
this is not fun. I, this is not fun for me. I, but I I can also see how you could feel that it's a challenge that you have to beat, and there might be some joy in that. I don't I don't have that approach. Ultron expert, my buddy Nathan and I, we took oh grab a deck, and let's try it. Oh, we lost. Oh, let's tweak. Play again. We lost. You know, it took us a couple good tries to get get it down in two player, and then once we you know, once we beat it, it was like, oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty fun. But it is, I, I mean, we got to pick one of them. So, um, but that, that's why it's on my list. Ah, it's tough for me to pick the least fun one. So, Mike, why did you pick it? Oh, just the slogginess of it. It's too long for what it is. It, it just feels like the encounter deck isn't so much trying to kill you as just, no, wait, let's let's just push this back another five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Over and over and over. The community said their least fun scenario is the Wrecking Crew. Oh, they're wrong. 31% Wrecking Crew is the least fun. The second choice of theirs was Risky Business with 21% the least fun. Their third one was Rhino with 18% the least fun. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Then Ultron tied with Zola. So fourth. Oh, I think people are equating fun with difficult so a lot of you know the wrecking crew risky business uh rhino these are all kind of not very difficult sets i can see where where they're going with that we've talked about it before how wrecking crew you can't change the difficulty by adding any new encounter sets mm-hmm. yeah interesting yeah i can see wrecking crew just because it becomes this almost the same game every time because you can't you can't change things around so. and also you can't lose um, let That's me oh, put it this way. Oh, Go back and watch our no, no. Monday Night Twitch where no. we lost. Let me let me put it this way. The <laughs> only way to lose is by having all the heroes die. It, it, it's very difficult to lose that by the by the scheme. Oh, I don't think you can yeah, ever lose by the scheme going out, can you? Right. So yeah. I mean, solo you could. Yeah, you can solo for sure. You can solo. Sure. Right. Yeah, okay. But if um so you know it becomes a very kind of one dimensional game. Am I gonna kill them before they kill me? So I can see why, I can see why people think that. Yeah, it's not fun. All right, which heroes are the most fun to play, guys? And I want to start with uh, Mustafa on this one. For me, it's She-Hulk hands down because I like asking wow. people if they even lift. Good choice. Do you say that too when you play her? I, I, I all the time. All the time. Uh, yep. Yeah. Do, do you even lift? Um, whatever, <laughs> bro. You know, like. Hydra we, guard. We played uh, the other night, and he said it twelve times. Yeah, oh. I I like the fact that she's a challenge. Um, you know, with with four cards on the in the hero side, that you have to kind of work work through that challenge. I just liked her abilities. Um, that they kind of go well with her kind of hotness. Um, I don't like the fact that they took Ant Man and made it a better version of her. But that's that's neither here nor there. Different discussion, different day. I quibble yeah. with that theory, but yeah. uh... <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying. Daniel was playing Ant Man. I don't actually own it, but from what I could see on the other side of the table, it just looked like a better She Hulk. Gotcha. Well, as She Hulk was busy winning the game with you know justice, but that's all right. Mike, what did you say? This was hard. I had two in the running for first place, and then four in the running for second place. Hmm. So. This- this was the hardest question for me as well. Yeah. I'm going to go with, just by spur of the moment, my top is going to be Ms. Marvel. I like 
how thematic yep. her deck is. Yep, I absolutely. like your, your, the personas just come together and they all help in their own different ways. There's a lot of different strategies you can pull. The fact that her ability works on events, it just it's so freeing in the deck building. She's just a blast. And maybe it's because mm-hmm. her story is also awesome and it's fun to step into those shoes. Absolutely. Yeah. Great answers. Steve, how about you? I went with Ant-Man. Maybe a little bit of Cult of the New. I also agree with She-Hulk and Miss Marvel, and I think Ant-Man has the same thing going on, is I like to flip. And those characters like flipping, and you like flipping with Ant-Man. I like bouncing back and forth and having different choices and making, you know, having options and drawing cards. And, well, if I do this, then this goes off, then that goes off, and I do do this, right? Like, I like to have all that combo, and that's why I think, that's why I picked Ant-Man. But I agree, Miss Marvel is great, She-Hulk is fun. Those are both uh, fun ones. And they, I flip when I play those guys, right? So it's good. Or those girls. Yep. So. Right on. Great answer. I chose, um, I, I, I sort of had a three-way tie, but if I had to choose one of the three, it would be Black Widow. Okay. Um, there's just a play style that I like a lot. I love the, the preparation cards. Like you were saying, Steve, I, I flip a lot with her. Um, and I think that makes the game more interesting when you're doing that. I also put Miss Marvel on the list and Spider-Woman. There you go. Yeah, she was my number two. Yeah, I, I, she's a lot of fun. Um, they're just uh, they're they got a lot going on. There's a lot to think about. Like Miss Marvel, I mean, she's just so fun in Alter Ego. Like I think she has more to do in Alter Ego than all the other heroes combined. And right? what did the community I mean, say? Yeah, what did they say? The community said the most fun hero to play with 57 percent of the votes. Ant Man. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, yep. And then number two with. 36% was Miss Marvel. Hey. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. And let's see who's number three. We had a tie for third place between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Okay. So the community that listens to us agrees with us for the most part. How strange. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, of course, we have to ask the reverse. Which heroes are the <laughs> least fun to play? Let's go first. <laughs> I'm glad you went with me because I only have one hero that I don't find fun to play because honestly, I like all of them. And it's the big green man himself, Hulk. Yeah, he's on my list. All right. Why, why, why Steve? Uh, I, he, you don't, I don't want to flip with him. Uh, the hand yeah. size, he's like a one-trick pony, but it doesn't really, mm-hmm. doesn't, I don't know. I feel like he can't, he's so susceptible to stun. Or if you have to discard a card from your hand, forget it, your turn's over. I don't know. I I don't feel like I'm Hulk when I'm playing him. Yes, he smashes, and you can have some fun turns of like, boom, 13 damage and one punch. But I don't know. Not my my thing. Okay. All right. Perfect response. Mustafa. Um, Captain America for me. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Why is that? It's just not fun. He doesn't really do anything that special. Um, he, anything that he does, someone else does sometimes better. Um, you know, there are some, everybody has kind of cars that don't do much, but like Captain America gets plus one thwart. Yay. Um, (laughs) or, you know, you know, discard, you know, ignore all damage and, you know, they had to put shield in half his cards. Um, you know, who cares about the shield? I mean, I guess people do and fans do, but you know that's that's just a that's a tool. 
Um, kind of a big deal in the comics. It might be in the comics, but when you're <laughs> when, when you're playing a game, it's like I I'm not playing Captain Shield or the Adventures of the Titanium Shield or whatever it's made out of. Vibranium. It, I'm sorry, vibranium. Of course, that's because it vibrates. I guess. Did they make out of vibranium? Because that would be a huge, huge market. Um, anyway, uh, you can tell I don't read the comics. Um, but the, the, a lot of these things that it 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 doesn't really give me a sense of I'm playing a hero. I just uh, you know these are just mechanical implements that you just trigger. I also <laughs> don't like his costume. That's it oh, right wow. there. The costume has got to be key. Worst, worst costume. Yeah. All right. Okay, Daniel. Well, y'all know I have a toxic loathing for Iron Man, but I oh. wouldn't consider him. I wouldn't consider him the least fun to play. There are some choices and interesting stuff. You know who's not fun to play, guys? Who? Doctor Strange. <laughs> um. So the fact that he ended up third, like. Most fun. I don't understand what's fun about like I don't know like uh, I just he's so he's so so and I, you know what it might be Steve I think it's bitterness actually from when in the con we we did you know the critical encounters villain thing and Doctor Strange basically single handedly beat yep. beat us and I and like and I was so I was just in awe about how they could make a hero so powerful that had no like downsides or difficulty to do the powerful things. Like I just thought I, I just I I hate I hate him. I hate Yet him. you like Black Widow. She is not she's hard, overpowered. She's not overpowered what, at all. What's her weakness? What's her weakness? Nine hit yeah. points. Nine, Nine hit points and and she can't just decide Hey, everyone's tough now, or I'm just gonna win now, like Doctor Strange does. He's, it's, uh, yeah, he's. I'm sorry. If someone wants to defend him, please go ahead. But I, so cannot. I, I have Doctor Strange on number four for my most fun to play. Uh, okay. Um, okay. I know I'm a traitor's villain, but uh, you are. You are. I, I think he. I think the reason he can be fun to play is because he is so powerful. And you can be the Sorcerer Supreme, and you can just lay waste to stuff. And you've got all these cool cards you can do. Like, I'm in a what, magic you class. You can do that with one of these heroes. I, I, mean, I know. I, he's, <laughs> he, can, he can do it all. I think, however, thematically, he should be at a tier above Black Widow, right? She's like a person that's a spy and has some gadgets. He can bend reality with his magic. So <laughs> yeah. themat thematically, it makes sense to me. I think... What's not fun about Strange is his nemesis set really missed the mark. Mordo is fun. The rest of the cards totally missed the mark with him. And and that's that's the my knock against Strange is his nemesis set, which wow. I think we we talk about when we talk about his nemesis yeah, set. That's so. true. Um I've never played Doctor Strange. I bought I that and so immediately they... stripped out all the protection cards and threw it in Spider Woman. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to judge someone if you have not cast yeah. a spell in their shoes. Yeah, well, you know I, I, I have not cast it. I'm going to totally disagree with that because I have never played Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to give him a try. Bitter. You're just Put a bitter. deck together, give it a shot. See if it's fun to play. Yes, it will be strong. But will it be fun? Take him up against Ultron Expert. Go for it. Oh, boy, you, now you're <laughs> not going <laughs> to take a <laughs> Play my least favorite against... hero against my least yes! favorite villain? 
That's right. Wow. That's that's right. Because you know. Why don't you just say like, go stand in the corner and stick a fork in your eye? Like, well, I would say put it in the the outlet. (laughs) (laughs) This is turning into one of those internet challenges that people, dumb people, do. (laughs) (laughs) It's called forking. Please, please, listeners, do not do this. Do not try this at home. Do not try this at home. home. Untrained professionals. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I just just had to watch other people play Strange, and it made me. Well, by the way, as as a hero in a three-player game with with someone playing it, I was like, I'm just Black Widow doing a thing or two a turn, and then this effing guy, Daniel, Daniel. Wait, Black Widow gets to do 15 things a turn once she gets set up. And Doctor Strange only has 10 hit points. I don't think you can hold out her hit points as her weakness here. No, but it's it's one of those things where you're like, you're doing something and then the player next to you is doing three times as much with less, like, work. But that's That's what it it felt like with Strange. That's how I feel when somebody plays Black Widow. Well, you know, I played a preparation card, and now I get to draw something. And because I drew something, I'm going to tap my gauntlet and do one damage over here. And I'm, oh, well, that's just a I lot of like it. that's just a lot of like this and that. It's not a lot of power. It's you know what I get? Power. You know the takeaway here is this game has something for all kinds of players. Thank right? you. Yeah. That is the right yeah. thing to say. Yeah, yeah. This, there's a look- lot of there's a lot of fun to be had on at whichever side. However, you want to play this, you want to play on standard. Uh, heroic, use Doctor Strange, play Black Widow, uh, except the community agrees, Hulk sucks. 50% of the people said he's the least fun yeah, to play. I would agree with that. I've, like Since I haven't played Strange, I have played Hulk, and I didn't have a good time. Yep. I mean, it's okay, but like he's no Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So, right, let's move on. on uh, I'm sorry, which hero does Michael find the least fun to play? Uh, we don't oh. care, you. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Who are you again? Wait. You haven't, you haven't gone yet. Wait, hold no. on. I want to guess. I want to guess with you. I want to guess. I want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Okay, get guess my three. Guess my three. Oh, I can't. I'm not gonna guess your three. But you, I think you know my one. You know my one. Just look at the spreadsheet. So, <laughs> um, I had I had Hulk on there. I actually put Black Widow on there, and that's totally because of playstyle. This is subjective. Not every yeah. hero is for everyone. Sure, sure. Right. Yep. Um, least fun Iron Man. Yep. I that he was... puts out his toys, and then his toys do the thing. Cool. He's interesting for the first three turns, and then it plays itself. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I like a little more thinky yeah. hero. Like Black Widow, though. Once her things are out, sh- you use her things, right? I or never stuck. Once Hawkeye's stuff is out, you use his things. I mean, that's kind of the game. But yeah, yeah. no. Hey, we can all have guess, our own. I guess I mean you use the things in a very obvious way. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's not about timing. It's not about timing. It's not about like the preparation cards are interesting. It's like, all right, is this the time to use this, right? Whereas Iron Man's like, okay, now I'm gonna ready. (laughs) Now I'm gonna like, I don't know. You know, that's funny because Iron Man and Black Widow are my uh, both in my most fun to playlist. I thought you were hating on Black Widow just a second ago. I'm, I'm I was I was not hating on her. I was just telling you that if you think Doctor Strange is not fun, how do you justify your love for Black Widow? I'm not the one. This how do I Dr. justify Strange. it irrationally? Like I do everything. Yeah. Okay, well, as long as we got that clear. <laughs> I gotta agree with Moose because I did have Iron Man as my number three. So, uh, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. on. Let's move on. Okay. Okay, okay wait, wait. Before on. we move on, I have to say a Turkish proverb here. <laughs> 
<laughs> by all means. It is about that time of the show, isn't it? Taste in food and color is not up for discussion. And I guess we add superhero as well. There you go. <laughs> all right, Mustafa, I think it's your turn. But what? everyone knows that turquoise ah. is the best color. Ah, thank right. you. Which encounter set uh, is the best thematically? I'm going to start. I'm going to say risky business. I already said why. Uh, and I, you know, I don't need to say more. I think it's, um, yeah. I like that we at least have a villain that's not one dimensional um, and can flip back, back and forth to his alter ego, as it were, and does mm -hmm. um, different things on the different sides. All right. Can I go second, uh, Luz? Sure. Mine is risky business. Ah, there you go. Oh, yeah. no, absolutely. I, I, I agree with Moose. Like the flipping, like the theme thing. It's like how how the game changes depending on what personality he's got going on. I I just think it's really really cool idea. I wish it worked a little better, but yeah. the idea of it is thematically great. I wish they did it more. I the, a lot of these villains have uh, other sides to them that yeah, don't absolutely right. Yeah, I hope they come back to that idea for other villains. Sure, they won't. Um, okay, <laughs> Mike. Uh, I went for Crossfire for the huh? storytelling aspect of the side scheme. Where he pulls Mockingbird out of the deck and holds her hostage. Nice, nice. Uh, and I said Ultron. After reading a whole bunch of Ultron stuff, him just taking everything that was yours and making it his own, uh, taking control of it, and just having all these drones all the time. I thought that was a, a great theme hit. And then all his upgrades and stuff like that. So, yeah. Man, I thought you were going to say Yellow Jacket. No. no. <laughs> uh, I, I get that because it's as frustrating to fight against Ultron in the movies, I guess, mm -hmm. as it is to play against him in the game. <laughs> yep, yep. We're talking theme. theme. <laughs> yeah. We're talking yeah. theme. theme. Theme home run. Yep. All right. What did the, what did the community say? Okay, so the community, we had... Ten people said Kang, huh. especially okay. if you're using the time manipulation cards that are both oh, yeah. mechanically and thematically all make sense. Okay. We had four people chose Mutagen, and then mm. that Goblin Gimmicks and Vulture both had three, and then Risky Business was in there as well. Okay. Yeah, I think the Goblin pack is thematically really strong. Yep. So... One of the guys who sent in a answer, Pierce, he said, Rhino with Legions of Hydra and Baron Zemo is a great challenge and thematic since Rhino already has Hydra minions in a set and that adds to it very well. Okay. okay. I wonder well, if I... they add Baron Zemo as a matter of course or only when he pops up and you're, you know, you're playing Captain America. Somebody's playing Captain America. I wonder what they meant. It's a mm -hmm. it's a neat idea to just add some of these nemeses right as into the into the deck off the start uh, to start with. I mean, I guess we can, right? Yeah, sure. nothing is. I mean, I well, think that's an interesting idea because uh, some of them I'd like to see more, but you you just don't. Uh, so, all right, who's got the next question? We back to me. Back to you, Steve. All right, what is your favorite overall product? And I just I went with the Red Skull campaign box. Two heroes. Five villains, several modular sets, campaign mode, Red Skull box. Okay. Uh, what about uh, Moose? Okay. Well, so when I filled this out, I hadn't yet bought Red Skull. But I don't think that would have changed my answer because I ask you, 
what's the last time that FFG put out a product that was centered on a hero, but yet included villain cards? I'll give you a little time to think about it. Never, but <laughs> you, get a, you get a red skull box and it comes with two heroes. What's up with that? Why do we need hero cards in there? So it would not be my favorite product. <laughs> my favorite product is the core set. And that, the reason for that is I think unlike other LCGs, they got one thing right, which is you just need one box to play the game and deck build and everything. That alone makes it my favorite product. I think that's a great would answer. Not have wanted to buy two or three boxes just, just and would not want a crippled core set with this game. Um, so that. But would, you would have had all those extra threat dials. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Although, if they did it the old bottle, there would have been two threat dials in a core set. So, yeah. Exactly, yeah, or one. Right. And then you write it on a piece of paper for the other ones. <laughs> oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. That's how you do it. Old school. I mean, Red Skull's great, and certainly we, at the time it was released, the community needed more villains. But I took the longer approach and went for the Once in Future Kang, because I think it's the most fun villain. And the modular sets that come with it, I think, are the most fun modular sets in the game. The Anachronauts, good challenge. Master of Time is neat. It's tricky. And Temporal has a T-Rex. <laughs> T-Rex. Uh, that's all you need. Yeah. Daniel, what about you? What'd you, what'd you? what'd you say? This might be a controversy, but um, my favorite product is actually Wrecking Crew. Hey! Um, oh, uh, now, um, now we got the community. The, the two people are still listening this, to this podcast. They're, so they're furious. Um, you know, I, I, I love the idea of it. I love that very early on in this game's life, the designers showcased the like some exciting things you can do with this game Mm -hmm. right now whatever you say about wrecking crew as an actual experience um i actually find it challenging a lot of most people say you can't lose it or whatever but i have lost it um i i just i really like the idea behind it there are things that i would i would change but i think as like a, a baseline you know groundwork product it's great i think it's neat so, yeah, I agree. It, it really the designers like, hey, let's try something right out of the bat. Right, right out of the, the right out of different. Game. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. and it's I think it's a lot of fun. Even if it's e- like, yes, if you choose all A villains, it is easy, right? Um, and I, I don't know, but like, it's just a neat idea behind it, and uh, I want more like it. So that's why I chose the Wrecking Crew. So the community out there chose. The rise of Red Skull, overwhelmingly, with like sure. 18, 18 people. Now, Kennedy Hawk uh, from the Marvel Champions Monthly podcast, he's right on board with Moose because he called it the rise of Hawkeye. Um, yeah, thank you, Kennedy Hawk. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, a close second with uh, like 10 votes was uh, cor- the core set. So for all the same reasons that Moose uh, had said. And then Kang was in a sad third place with only two people. Oh. They probably hadn't bought him yet. So what, what I hear you saying is that the community didn't say Wrecking Crew? Yeah, it's not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let's get into some sillier ones here. Who's next? <laughs> Daniel, you're next. Yeah, it's me. So guys, which evil minion would you hire to complete your evil schemes and why? Mike, what do you got for us? I have. Oh, it was tough. I almost went Tombstone, but said, nope, nope. Kang, Master of Time. He doesn't have as many hit points. But he is villainous, so he gives you give him a boost card when he schemes or attacks. He gets 
plus one scheme and attack for every, every obligation in your area. And he starts tough. Six hit points. I, I think he's great. So you chose this from purely a mechanical point of view. Mechanical, but hey, he is a minion that has one or more scheme with a boost card. So he probably has the highest chance of scheming for the most. Love it. Moose. I picked Tombstone. Um, so Mike, your initial instincts were correct, and you should have stuck with him. Heresy. <laughs> um, and the reason is, every villain needs somebody who can distract the heroes long enough so that you can maybe complete your schemes. And this guy can do the job because he lasts uh, more than a couple hits, hopefully. And he forces you to discard cards from your hand if he damages you. Okay, so he's never going to damage you because somebody's going to throw a uh, an ally in front of him. But in case he gets to do that, then you've lost cards. And I think losing cards from the hand is the thing that hurts the heroes the most. Agreed. Nothing else hurts them as much. I, I mean, other than losing their last hit point. But um, <laughs> nothing, else is, nothing, nothing else hurts them as much as losing cards from their hand. All right. Excellent, Steve. I went with the man who should be the Sorcerer Supreme, Baron Mordo. I mean, he can cast magic spells and do all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, he's a, he's a sorcerer. So I picked Baron Mordo. Well, that's damn. it. Just because Enough he's said. a sorcerer. Yep. There you go. Well, you picked him just because he's a sorcerer. I picked mine because he's a genius. And not only is he a genius, he's a bird. But hey, not hey, a bird. He's God. not a bird. He's not going to hire Edison. He's can't do anything. I can't do anything. He's an inventor. He's yeah. Edison. What if I want to play my old records? <laughs> what? What, what like, if you want a robot snake crocodile bird? Right? Uh, yep. Is Baron Mordo going to make me that? No. Well, maybe, but probably not. He might have better things to do. The thing <laughs> is, Edison, Edison's not going to last long enough to do anything. No, but I didn't take this as like if I were a villain in this game. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. What yeah. if you wanted to take his house off the grid and power it by vagrants who become batteries? You need this yeah. guy to do it. Yeah. The only Edison can do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, he's just going to get distracted by his ideas every time you ask him to do something. I, so. Dude, I know, but I love him. I just, I love, I love Edison. I think it's just, it is so comical and strange and weird who he is yeah, in this game yeah. that I, I like it was a second when I saw that question and I got that answer. Like it was that fast. So definitely him. Fair enough. That's me. That, what did the community think? So our community has a bunch of bunch of options here. So I'm going to give us a name. Uh, so Scarlet Rhodey, he said Titania because she knows the biz and won't let her ambitions get in the way of his schemes. Hmm. Uh, Xenocyst, he said Loki. <laughs> Loki, because he never quits. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Quirky? Quirkney one? I don't know how to say it. He chose Deathstroke, who is not in the game, but a Marvel minion. He's the All best. Right. Yeah, he says he's the best of the best and competent. I could count on him to kill my enemies or keep them busy. Money is no object when your scheme is involved. Okay. All right, old Jake's gang. He said Hobgoblin because he wants to ride on the glider. You know? <laughs> so, I think that's a legit answer. So. I feel like we all just got Deborah Garcia. Like we all chose real answers. Then, like, oh, oh, she got the one. 
she asked for slaves to carry them, <laughs> carry her everywhere. Yeah. She was the smart one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so Meek says he wants Loki because his powers to trick and persuade people would be very useful to his schemes. Ignore Bone. He chose Doctor Doom because he can grant diplomatic immunity. He's like the ruler of his own country, right? So uh, John Leo, he chose Taskmaster because he's all business. Espec 36 chose Red Skull because he's a master planner. Banana Crapshoot, he said the T-Rex because it's a dinosaur. And he I wants think he can argue with that. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, Rest Period also chose Thomas Edison. He said because he's so redonk that I could literally get away with anything and everything while heroes try to make sense of him. He, 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 he. I think we just discovered Daniel's secret alter ego account. Yeah, yeah. Uh, i got a couple more here. Steve M. said the armored guard. He's tough. He has guards, so I'd use him as a meat shield for my nefarious <laughs> schemes. Okay. That's a great so, answer. Yeah. Nice. Hey, Yema? said lady hydra always seems to get the job done a cell godot said tiger shark because he's a shark another great answer and chris h said green <laughs> goblin because he could just bankroll the whole thing all right there we go lovely answers okay next question what are your top encounter card attachments let's start with daniel oh well i said and this could be because of you know how what we were talking about recently, but I I chose size increase from Yellow Jacket. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, yep. it is. That's a good one. Yeah, I loved it. What does and it then do? as we were talking about it, they were talking about all the ways in which it could be used and like like oh yeah, that's exciting. But then I also went with Rhino's Charge. I just think its simplicity is amazing and wonderful. So there you go. Crazy. Who's the would you pick? All right, so I'm I went with all tied up hmm. because it's from my you know favorite modular set and my favorite dude who I would hire. So all tied up is an attachment that attaches to your identity card. So unlike all these other attachments that attach to things on the villain side, this attaches to the hero and it attaches to the alter ego as well, and uh, it prevents them from readying or changing form. So it's awesome. And you have to spend two resources to discard it. Again, once you hit the hero's hands, that I think that's the that's the thing that hurts them the most. And they have to. There's no way around this card. Yeah. So I, it's my favorite attachment for those reasons. Steve, how about you? I chose vibranium armor. So that effectively doubles the number of damage dealing actions the heroes have to take against the villain. Because after the villain takes damage, it gets a tough status card. Okay, then you got to get rid of the tough. Then you can do something else. Then you got to get rid of the tough. Then you got to do something. So, and to remove it, they, you have to exhaust a hero, spend double fists. So it's tough to get rid of, and it, like you know, it really makes those heroes work. So plus, yeah. it's nice and shiny, and I like shiny things. So right. The only downside is you have to use under attack to use it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I went with crossbones machine gun because you can't That's get rid of it. And it is highly unpredictable. Nothing hurts the heroes more than not being able to plan. Oh, yep. That's my number two. Yep. yep. My, my number two also. Yeah. All right, what did the community say? The community said Crossbones Machine Gun. That was their number one Great. at a oh. 34%. A close second at 28 was the Goblin Glider. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. 
Yep. yep. And then our third place was Charge. There you go, Daniel. Yay! <laughs> I also had Charge. I also had Charge in my in my top three. <laughs> I I again for this for the simple brutality of it. Yeah. An interesting an interesting thing is not one of the wrecking crew attachments got a single vote. Oh. The crowbar? I was the helmet, yeah, the taunts, or the command. Yeah, yeah, not, none of those. I looked at the ball and chain, I actually chose absorbing mans over them. Alright. <laughs> I have the I have the next question. Which yes, villain are you eager for FFG to introduce? Mm. I went with NA because I don't know the Marvel universe. All of these villains are new to me, pretty much. Um, but for people who know villains in the Marvel Universe, uh, let's start with uh, Steve this time. I said the big purple guy himself, and I don't mean Grimace from McDonald's, uh, Thanos. Thanos. Oh! Yeah, yeah I think uh, he's, a, he's a tough character. It could work in some Infinity stuff, right? I mean, can Thanos with the gauntlet could be pretty cool. Thanos with all his crew. Um, so I think he could be a real fun villain for us to have to go up against. Or to, to join our side. You mean, yes. Yes. All right, Daniel? Madame Hydra. Um, yes, she's a minion in this game, and that's interesting and all. But um, one, I would love to see a female villain. I know one is coming out in the next deluxe, right? Yep. But... Uh, I like her story. Like after, you know, after we did the episode on her and I just think that she could really be an interesting and nuanced villain uh, that, you know, makes the, makes the heroes have to do very different, like deal with her in a very different way. So I would like to see her. All right. And Mike, I went with the purple guy himself, the Magus, not to be confused (laughs) with Thanos or the purple man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why, why are they all purple? I, I don't know, but they're awesome. Uh, the Magus is... <laughs> yes, yes. All the cool ones are, are purple. Purple. Uh, yeah. The Magus is Adam Warlock's evil side. He's a rather powerful being, and if the Magus takes hold, I mean, that's just everything you hate about superheroes now being turned against them, and it's awesome. He is insanely powerful in the comics, and I have no idea what they're going to do with him, but it's if he ever comes out, he's going to be epic. He'll probably have two scheme and two attack and ten <laughs> life. Um, but let's move on. What did the community say? <laughs> let's distill all that power. Yeah, I think they picked a whole bunch of. I, I, <laughs> the number one, uh, the number one villain yeah, that the community that. wants to see is Doctor Doom. Okay. Oh, because, that makes sense. I like that answer. Yeah, he's a really great villain. He's got that would suggest Fantastic Four, and you know he's powerful. Uh, Doctor Doom took in nine votes. Uh, five votes was Venom or Carnage. So looking for mm. some Spider Verse villains. So okay, yeah. all right, excellent. Next, G's up. Yeah. Okay, so who is your favorite unique minion? So your favorite unique minion in the game, uh, Mike. Let's start with you. All right, I went with the bird, Thomas Edison. <laughs> uh, I will will quote a very wise man who said he's comical, strange, and weird. Just the way he is, it's awesome. Uh, and I think I mentioned him as my favorite villain back on my first episode here. And I think it's because it's a nostalgic win. He reminds me of Baxter Stockman. That's what it is. He's fun and quirky, and he builds evil toys. It's fantastic. Nice. All right, Moose. 
I went with Madame Hydra. I don't think we need to, you know, get too much into it, but I like the fact that she's a little more complex than the other unique minions and that, you know, she she it actually takes some work to get rid of her. Most unique minions don't last around. She might. Okay, Daniel. I chose mine based on uh, geographical proximity to my house. Um, oh, I like it. Oh, I okay. don't. I don't have a lot of you know villains and minions and stuff living down the street, but there is one in this game, and that's the sleeper. All right. Yeah, there yep. he is. Giant robot down there at the bottom of the of the Potomac, hanging out, waiting. Yep. So, I I chose him. It, I guess. So your unique, your your choice and my choice can hang out together because I chose Tiger Shark because uh, he's oh, got yeah. his he's got his DNA fused with a shark, right? He's so ridiculous because he can't come out of water for very long, but his teeth are made of adamantium. So like, what's not to like Tiger Shark? That's who I picked. He's like that land shark from the old Saturday Night Live. Yes, yeah, yeah. land shark. So him <laughs> the sleeper can hang out in the bottom of the Potomac for a while. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the community take the K train. He chose Death Hunt Nine Thousand because his name is Dope. That's what he said. <laughs> that's, that's all you need. That's Fair enough. We have Ronan on there a whole bunch of times. Not only is he powerful, but he's a lot of fun to beat up. Is what people were saying. Mm. Uh, yeah. Spider Mana. He chose Sir Rassen. He says he just loves the aesthetic of the him being a knight and all that sort of thing. Scarlet Rhodey chose Whirlwind. Because his theme matches his effects, just lo- and he likes him in the comics. And Scott Hill, he chose Edison's giant robot because um, it's a giant robot. Yeah, enough said. That, that was my number two. <laughs> and our last one was a Salgado cho- also chose the sleeper Daniel. And oh. he yeah, he said, "I feel that a unique minion should create an oh <laughs> moment for the players when it enters play." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the sleeper is the only minion that creates that feeling for me, especially with the way it enters play and how it leaves the game when you defeat it. The other unique minions, for the most part, have fun gimmicks or are just annoying, but never feel like legitimate threats. I think that's totally spot on. Yep, yep. Uh, Other people, basically, they chose based on art or they're comic fans of them. Not necessarily, you know, they they don't necessarily in the game. Some people pick them because they're a challenge. Uh, and other people picked them because they feel like they're a good nemesis, like Killmonger and Yellow Jacket, like mm-hmm. how they pair with their their heroes. So, well, Steve, why don't you ask our next question and um, frame it as you will? Okay. Um, so, so this is what has FFG missed the mark on with this game so far? That can mean all kinds of things. But mm-hmm. so I'm going to give my answer, then I'll we'll go around. I thought. What they've missed the mark on is we would benefit from having more scenarios and more modular sets to play. So I think maybe the distribution of all these heroes, lots of heroes, and not enough scenarios to play is, the, is you know, could be improved. Because I just want to play the game more, so I need more scenarios so I don't get bored with what I have. That was Pretty close to what I said. They released too many heroes before Rise of Red Skull. A lot of people got kind of burned out, set the game aside for a while, even though there's all, all this content that they hadn't played with. And it's, I, I get what they were trying to do. They, it was right. explained, you know, they wanted to have, give the, the players a lot of heroes to play around with. But we did need that deluxe to come out first, I think. Daniel or Moose, you had anything? 
I'll distill your guys' answers. There's just too many hero sets. I mean, who needs all those heroes, really? Right. They need more villains. Um, I guess I took this in a more <clears throat> um, political direction, maybe, but my answer was uh, a lack of diversity. And, and I think that that might also be a product of the source material as well. And I'm not necessarily considering it on the hero side of the game, but on the villain side. I already mentioned that, that we don't have a female villain yet. And I just, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I, I definitely don't want to get too deep in the weeds of this now, like an hour in, but <laughs> I, I just think that they could do a better, like they've done such a good job with Arkham Horror, for example, bringing in all sorts of perspectives and life stories and histories. And, and I guess you can't do that necessarily with this, because you can't make anyone up. But it would be interesting if they could kind of, um, I don't know, broaden the net or something to get more types of characters involved in the stories here. So I, I would like to see yeah. that moving forward. I'm not, I'm not even going to say it's like they missed the mark on it or they've done it, they've, they failed or anything, but it's like, because it's still kind of early in the life of the game. I just, I hope they're more attentive to that. Yeah, they're working with the IP that they have, right? So Right, they're working with the IP they have. But FFG is also an incredibly awesome company about these dealing with these types of issues and thinking about them and really being thoughtful about diversity and that type of progressive politics. And I hope right. they can somehow inject that into this game. So, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say they missed the mark. Like, I guess, you know, challenge or whatever could be better. Sure. But I think they've done exactly what they said they would do about challenge. So I can't really complain. They didn't miss the mark. We want whoever plays the game to feel like a badass hero. Done. <laughs> so, like, that goal reached. So, yeah, I think I just want them. I want I would like them to be mindful about and, and I don't know how big and vast the world is that they can draw from. But I imagine there's diversity in it. Yeah, I, part of it is, I think I'm speculating pulling a villain from an underrepresented group mm -hmm. can be seen very negative, but I think the key is to make them interesting. Man, that is a beautiful foreshadow to episode 51.5. Oh, yes. Oh, 51.4. Yes. yes. Yep. Yep. So. But what did the community say? Alright, so on the flip side, what have they done right? What, what, you know, where have they hit the mark? Where have they hit the mark? What have they done right? They have hit the mark on a lovely casual gaming experience, the buy-and-play model. And it's, it's how I got into the game. I want to play with this hero, so I pull it off the shelf, I open the box, and I play the game. And it's fun. It's interesting. As I collect more sets, it's also a really good way to just see what the hero is. I don't have to sit down and deck build it first. And I can just pass it to my friends and play. I, I think that's probably the best thing they've done for this game. Yeah, that they have hit the mark right on that. I agree. Um, and with that, I Daniel touched on it. I think... It does make you feel like the hero, right? The power level and the balance of the game. People like to say balance, balance, balance. I think the balance of the game is right because what they want you to do, they want it unbalanced for the heroes. They want you to be able to sit down, play as Thor, and smash someone with a hammer, hit lightning strike, <laughs> you know, take out take out 12 drones in one shot. It's yep. not Lord of the Rings, which is you know, razor thin, you're winning by ones or onesie twosies. If you mess your math up, you could be in trouble. It's really difficult. 
that has really tight balance to it where it's mm-hmm. even between the encounter side and the player side. It's not Arkham Horror where, you know, you're going up against elder gods who can consume the universe, right? Yeah. And you're just lucking through and please chaos bag be nice to me. Um, <laughs> right, right? This game is yeah. about being Ant-Man, growing giant and just squishing someone underneath your boot, like literally squishing, you know, a villain under your boot. So I think making mm-hmm. that here, make you feel like, yeah, I just did this thing that I've watched in my action movie, my MCU movie, I think, or, or read in the comics. I think they've done that really well. I know. And you can play it on a harder level and you can use being co-op. You can, you don't have to use every single amazing card, right? You can, you can play it at your own difficulty level, but the ability I feel to be able to sit down with my son and play with him and not have him frustrated. They they have said it's not a game for kids, but a game you can play with your kids. And that's true. And I think they really have done, if they set out to do that, they have done that. I think that's a beautiful answer. I would, I echo it completely. They had an agenda from the beginning and they met it. I would also like to commend them on their release schedule. It's been pretty tight. Pretty good. Yeah. I've even been getting it here. Yeah. I mean, if you consider what obstacles they've had in 2020, they did okay. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I just think this game is a, like Mike said, a nice casual. It's just, it's a great game and we all enjoy it and it's a lot of fun. So yeah, they've done a lot right. Most right, I should say. And they've stuck to what they said was their guiding principle for the game. And I appreciate that. So let's hear what Mustafa thinks. Um, I, you know, I, my perspective is that I already said that, that, all you need is a single core set so you can play with proper deck building out the box and compared to their other lcgs i really thought that they did that right they didn't go the oh we're gonna give you half the cards and so you have to buy two boxes with redundant material uh or heaven forbid a third of the cards Um, they they could have done that you know you can put three of a card into each deck and they could have taken this ridiculous i you know line that oh we're you know you can still play the game yeah i think that's just that's and you they that the fact that they didn't do that with this game is something that they did right yeah i'm very happy it's one core yeah well only the people who are diehard lcg players before it would have understood what like that was the norm you know what i mean and so like Mm. the people that they were trying to actually appeal to would have been like this is crazy yeah, but they still could have done it. They could have thought, oh, yeah, Johnny Public or Jane Public, they, I guess. They um, love Marvel, right? They are Marvel. They'll just play the game and then they'll, you know, spend three times the money just to get the core. The fact that they didn't that, do that is 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 a credit. I hope they yeah. never do it again in any LCG. But they, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. To me. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was. Those are great questions. You ask great questions to the community and us. Thanks, Steve. Well, the community has asked us some questions. What? Impossible. Yeah. So really? I'm to take a couple minutes. Let's answer some of their questions. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay, so this, this I mean, this is a celebratory thing. issue, right? Yeah. So let's yeah, do it. It's going to be like a triple long issue, but let's do it. All right. Uh, so old Jake's gang has asked us after Guardians of the Galaxy and presumably X-Men, what other Marvel series or characters would you love as heroes or villains? Mike, what do you got? Uh, none. That's the the pinnacle of my collection right there. <laughs> X-Men? You're done? No, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
Uh, how about you, Daniel? <laughs> Good Lord. I, honest, I don't know. I don't... What's beyond those things? Uh, they could do the Defenders. Fantastic Four, the Defen- like, Defenders. Fantastic yeah. Four, yep. What is, uh, what is the thing? Is he Marvel? Fantastic Four, yep. All right, yep. that's what I want. I want that. Okay, okay. And Moose said he doesn't know anything about Marvel. Yeah, so. I have an answer. Star Trek. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I'm not qualified to answer. Are they owned by, that's not owned by Disney, so I don't think that. Not yet. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but you know what it is is Star Wars and Kowernke one asks us who our favorite Star Wars villains are. So, and mine's a simple, easy Darth Vader, original Darth Vader. Yep, so. original from Episode Four. Yep, from Star Wars. Boom, Darth Vader. Yep. Lucifer, what about you? Okay, so I'm going to be unpopular here, uh, and I'm going to go with Grand Moff Tarkin. Um, because he just looks like a villain. I mean, he should be a card in this game. Um, And, you know, he acts like it. He acts very civil and and, uh, calm, and he, you know, he'll promise that he won't blow up the planet, and then he'll just go, ah, you're so naive, little child. I'm going to blow up your planet. So I think he's my favorite villain. And then I also like the guy who doesn't speak in one of those movies that I hardly watched. But there was this guy with the you know a lot of makeup on but he never spoke i thought that was the best part of that movie yeah i, I don't know his name darth maul with the I, red and the black and the horns yeah, on his head it, yeah, Double lightsaber. It, yeah i never i never actually got his name but yes i thought he was pretty cool because he just never spoke that's awesome all right one more and then we're going to save the rest for intelligentsia segments on other shows uh, imagine eric has said i just got the core set for christmas and i'm hooked what products do I buy next? I'll eventually get them all, but what should I prioritize? What do you think? I would say best bang for your buck is the Red Skull box. Yeah. Scenarios, <laughs> heroes, cards, right? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. get Ms. Marvel. Yes. Agreed. But have fun. Uh, yeah. Any one of those modular hero sets, buy one of them. You already have a bunch of heroes in the core box. You'll be fine. But you definitely don't need to buy every single hero that's been printed out there. Look at the heroes and say, which one is the coolest? Which one do I want to kick butt ass? Yeah. Or you can even say, um, I'm really liking the justice aspect. Who has justice? Right. Or I like protection. Who's got protection cards? So that's a, yeah. that's a fun way to do it, too. But Red Skull first. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. So that was our survey. That was a bunch of questions. So we've got a couple more things we're going to talk about. What is coming up in the future for Critical Encounters? What do you guys have to look forward to on Volume 2? We've been talking about some new options for shows. I think we have some fun ideas planned. We're going to keep doing all the same stuff we've been doing, interviews when we can get them. So one of the new issues we want to do is called Taskmaster's School for Gifted Villains. So in these issues, which will be sporadic, not all the time, we'll take a look back at a specific scenario and talk about which of those so-called heroes the villains should be deathly afraid of. Or which goody two-shoes doesn't stand a chance in thwarting the villainous goals of the scenario. And usually that'll be a null set. (laughs) Anyway, we'll just keep going. So on these shows, uh, we'll all use the same villain, but we'll each bring a different hero and an aspect that works well against that scenario or is a bad pairing Mm. against that scenario. I like it. Mike, what's the next kind we're going to do? Uh, that would be the secret dossier. In these issues will take a look at a specific vigilante and the tricks and cheating tactics they use against the so-called villains of the game. We each use the same hero, 
but each pick a scenario they work well or poorly against. So kind of kind of the opposite of our uh, Taskmaster School. Yeah. And then, Daniel, why don't you tell us all about what's coming up in issue 51? Issue 51, Steve? There's It's issue 51s, oh. I'm sure you mean. Um, yeah, so very soon you are going to be oh, treated with a five-part mini-sodes over the course of a week, coming up with four special guests. Um, I'm not going to name them now. I want to keep them secret. I want to keep them secret. But um, we're doing the Wrecking Crew. So issue 51 is going to be put into five different parts. That's What a way to kick off volume two. And they are absolutely fantastic shows. Uh, we're, we're highlighting each villain from the Wrecking Crew. And then we'll come together at the very end of that, the fifth episode of this, with all the villains, and talk about the scenario at large and what we think about it as a as a thing and it is so it was so much fun to make and i hope it's going to be a thrill to listen to so that is the wrecking crew issue 51.1 through 5 yeah and that should start a week after this airs and we're going to release episodes every other day for for you know till they're all out so a lot of listening to critical encounters so awesome so Moose, why don't you tell us about the next piece here? All right. Um, I, we don't generally do this. It might be the first time we're asking, but if you uh, like this show, uh, it would be great if you could uh, rate us on your favorite podcatcher. If you like the show and give us a good rating, it helps with our visibility. And as we always say, if you like our show, tell your friends. And if you don't like our show, <laughs> tell your enemies, but tell someone. <laughs> tell it in a comment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that it does help get us our name out there and helps people find us. Yeah, and we have some winners. Everybody's a winner on this show, but we have some special winners, like we have special <laughs> guests. Well, the, are the villains really always winners? They are. Well, in, in, in their own eyes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got a giveaway, Steve. You want to talk about it? Okay. So for everyone who filled out that survey. We have four sets of the organized play cards, the alternate art to give away. We have Thor, Miss Marvel, Black Widow, the Get Over Here, Tackle, and Stealth Strike. So it's one complete set of the hero cards from the organized play kit. I'm not sure exactly what number the kit is. What we're going to do is our most trustworthy and loyal Canadian, Michael, is going to roll a random number for us. <laughs> in a, me- a random metric number. And, uh, That's right. This number will be in kilograms. <laughs> and uh, the number of people. And we have we had 38, but we had somebody honorably take themselves out of the running because they already have a set of these cards. Oh, so okay. We have 37 people. So since we're Americans, Steve, since we're Americans, I think we should give all four sets to that person who did that. Okay, Kennedy Hawk, you heard it? Uh, you're all coming at you, buddy. <laughs> all right. Thank you, but this is, you know, this is America. All right, let me all roll right. my, my 37-sided dice here. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Four. Wow, four. Four is Scarlet Roadie. Scarlet Roadie. Congratulations. Hey. You win. Yeah, you win. You're our first winner ever for any giveaway we have ever done. You have become a you have become an item of trivia. Yes, that, that's right. 
Uh, and we heard some good, some good answers too. So, all right. So I am going to remove Scarlet Rhodey from the from the list. So you can just do. Uh, okay. Here we go again. Your thirty-six sided die. It is twenty-five. Twenty-five is Imagine Eric on the Discord. Hey. Imagine Eric. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm imagining Eric having a good time with those cards. Ha <laughs> 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 oh. Nice. Nice. Bro. Okay, let me remove that one. All right, we're down to <laughs> 35 people. This dice is looking weirder. Okay. Starting to look weird. <laughs> and we have nine. Nine is an email address. Rucker. Rucker. We'll, uh, we'll reach out to him on email. Rucker is our third winner. Okay. Okay. And here it is. Fourth and final. The last one. It is 20. 20, Mustafa. What? Wait a minute. What? (laughs) I I would never use my own name. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Matt (laughs) F. Uh, Matt F., you're our fourth winner. Way to go, Matt. Nice job, Matt. I'd I'd use a name like Matt F. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so it is you. Oh, uh, thank you guys for responding to the survey absolutely. and always for sending in questions for us. We appreciate it. We feel like people are actually listening, even though some of us still don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> One of us still doesn't believe yeah. it. Uh, all right. Well, that's 50. If you are still with us, congratulations. Oh, yeah, this is so fun. There's so much to think about with this game. Like, it seems like a simple game and all that, but I we find we find a lot to talk about in this wonderful game that we love and i'm glad that we love it so there glad that thank we you gentlemen thank you gentlemen for being for being here yeah it's been a great pleasure thank you guys for being on yeah All right, let's close this out before daniel starts crying on air it's too too late too late the tears are flowing why don't i tell everyone where they can find us hey folks is this your first time listening to us please go back a couple episodes so you can put this in context. (laughs) And if you want to send us some questions, or if you have any comments about us reaching 50, you can email us criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, we're Critical Encounters. You can find us on Discord as Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, Wandering Tuke, and The Truth. Admit nothing. Deny everything. Make counter accusations. Community, take us out. Cut off one head and two more will take its place. Hail Hydra. 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 Hail Hail Deer. I mean Hydra. Hail 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 Hydra.